I fixed it. All right, again, welcome to Star Trek Europa. Uh, let's go ahead and do a quick one more through the introductions, and uh, then we're going to start off with our recap playing Tongo. Brian, go ahead. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm playing uh, Jorad Hage, among uh, other characters. Um, I have nothing to play. Uh, Ev, you're next. On top I'm down. Evelyn. I am playing the Dr. Dasabi Onayet. I also have nothing to plug. Okay. John? John McKnight playing Science Officer Lieutenant Kasriana Shabaraneva. Nothing to plug. And Jack. Hello, I am I'm Jack, also known as Like Near Like Near Levels. Uh, my main channel, however, is uh, twitch.tv slash the people's ascension, where you can find me every every Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern uh, on a uh, Dungeons and Dragons game where we just started a new sort of undead arc. Uh, that's the main thing I have going on. Uh, I also, I think, uh, I think the rest of the cast will enjoy this. Just spent this last Thursday completing nice. my uh, my Miranda Ooh. class nice. model. My the smaller of two that I have. Uh, still got to throw some decals on because I've never done decals before. So I'm gonna do that off stream. It also involves a lot of water, and I don't need that near my computer. Um, so I'm thinking every every other episode of of this, I'm going to work on some models and just talk about Europa and Star Trek and all of that. Uh, so that that'll be on that'll be on Thursdays. Uh, so if you want to keep track of what I'm doing, you can find me on Twitter uh, over at the People's Ascension. That's P P L S Ascension over on Twitter because Twitter. Right. And. Uh, as as for as for today, as for this show, I play Commander Irani Ambrose, uh, the the first officer, second in command, executive officer, um, and the uh, the chief of security. Right, I am your host as always, Doctor RPG Jeff Harvey, and today I am your quote unquote storyteller and quote unquote because we're going to see what we can get done. Um, you can also check us out on YouTube and. Uh, studiotembo.com i think is the website so let's go ahead and uh jump into our tongo with tong opener and see how we do with our recap that way did we skip john and i just zoned right out you, you zoned, zoned out. right out i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I was, i'm like wait no we're missing somebody all right it, it, uh, it this is quickly. gonna go well today my uh <laughs> my, my introduction takes twice as much as all of yours put together <laughs> <laughs> All right, so setting, we'll set it up with uh, who all is going to be hanging out with Tong today, playing Tongo. Uh, O'Connor will be there. And Dominguez Vega, the counselor, will be there. Vega makes a return appearance. Obviously, Tong will be there. Maybe for a change of pace, maybe Koba instead of... Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put Koba up there. All right. Um, so setting the scene, I assume this will be in someone's quarters this time. Um, since last time we did it in the uh, crew lounge, one of the one of the enlisted crew lounges, but today we can do someone's quarters. Um, but yeah, feel free to get started. How you guys want to do it? Here's someone's enlisted quarters. It's very small, but you guys can play in there. <laughs> I don't think any of us actually went inside the black hole, right? Nope. No. No. Okay, well. We're, we're working all off rumor. Yeah. Boy, that yeah. would... What do you think they saw there in that black hole that they visited? Do you think it was just black? 
wait, a, a black hole? There was a black hole? Yeah, that's that's what you I missed, heard. You missed the whole hole? I mean, there's no transporting in and out of a black hole. I really wasn't involved, yet. I guess. Yeah, yes. some of the command staff, I, I mean, I just I just heard while they were in sickbay, they were in like multiple universes and came back the moment they left. That is you a know. transporter problem. Well, you know what I heard is that there's a whole evil universe on the other side. I've heard of that. Yeah. Everyone has I, weird tattoos. I don't know how much I mustaches. actually believe that stuff. I think that's just old Academy's bar stories. It does, It it's plausible. But it does seem a little fairy tale-ish. All right, maybe they weren't evil, but they—I know they encountered uh, another Europa in there that uh, was apparently from an alternate timeline where our crew messed up and went into the wormhole full throttle. Yeah, I guess we're from the smart timeline, so that—that's got to be good. Well, that makes me optimistic for the future. I don't know about you guys. Great. It should be a good sign. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anybody's stressing too much about it. Mm -mm. I kind of wish I could have gone, though. Right? Into, cool yeah, into a black hole, then into Yeah. I mean, that's what we're here for. I thought black holes tend to squish things. What do you well, you can counter for it, it's tricky. But it can what be do, done. What do you think about the idea that maybe if we figure out this black hole, we could time travel? That could be extremely profitable. It'd be extremely dangerous. Yeah, but just think of all the things you could see and do. Think of all the things you could mess up. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true of us being out here, though. Yeah, but just being out here doesn't really run the risk of, you know, preventing your own existence. Well, yeah, there's that. But still, I mean, come on, if you, okay, if you could go anywhere, any world, anytime, where, what would you want to see? I would want to see the 2268 Olympic Games. Did you hear about that? I don't remind me. So there was a classic rivalry between a Tellarite and a human. And they went at it in, in three different categories. They were experts in, in different things. And it was supposedly the sports event of the millennia. That's pretty cool. Long time. I think I could beat them. I'll be honest. Sure. But so Star maybe, Starfleet maybe. training, a couple generations of, you know, better understanding yeah. training and nutrition and diet. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I could totally beat them. I, I, if, if, believe me, if we get access to that time machine, you all would be having a statue in my honor for my athletic prowess. Did they give away whole statues? I thought they were just little medals. They do if they do if you're great enough. Ah. Maybe you should spend more time with the good counselor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, counselors are for people who don't 
who counselors are for people who have problems. Koba has no problem whatsoever. Hey, tell you what, if it's a game and it can be played in my office, challenge you. You pick the game. <laughs> uh, well, what, what, about what, what about deadweights? Who can lift the most? That I'm going to have to give you right off, but I don't know. You you play card games, board games, anything other than Tongo, Kalto, arm wrestle. You crush me. Darts. Well, okay. Just because you said I, you acknowledge that I would crush you, yeah. Let's do darts. You're on. I'd want to see the creation of the universe. Wow. That's that's a big one. Wasn't there nothing at the creation of the universe? What would there Except be? A giant see? explosion? I feel like that could be dangerous. Viewed from afar. Well, but you'd be outside the universe in that case. Maybe just like we can protect against the gravitational shearing from black holes, we could find a way to protect against the... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure that makes any sense. <laughs> universe <laughs> existence shearing from... Yeah, maybe not. Look, if I wanted, Don't look at me, I gotta see in astrophysics. Th there's a reason I didn't go the science division route. Right there with you. Now, if you want a real treat, 1990s Earth Wall Street. Classic for Anganar. <laughs> you know, I was going to say the same thing, except a little farther uptown. Catch about 15 musicals over the course of a week. Good stuff, wall to wall. I love Earth, Earth musicals. We had a, really? In, we had the intergalactic tour of Oklahoma when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, that's great stuff. Don't really take you for a art appreciator. Koba has many levels. I don't know. The humans don't have the lobes for music. Just a small range. You know, I don't think I've ever heard Ferengi music. Got but expensive. Ah. <laughs> well, if you want to give us a taste sometime, you know, maybe you get some customers. I'd be curious. I'd even pay for it. I'll think of something. Okay, this is a good place to stop. Yeah, I think so. Let's hit our intro.
We that here. or I forgot to add it to the list. Um, I do it one at some point when I have a conversation with the Savi and Ambrose about the training of the rest of the teams. We can do that now if you want to. Good place to start. Yeah, I agree. We'll start at one of your random drills in the middle of like the most inconvenient time. Okay. Uh, yeah, so so this ship has a, a bunch of decks, I'm sure. I mean, it's not a Galaxy, uh, galaxy class, but it, I'm sure it has a bunch of decks. Uh, and we're, we're probably doing a, a typical uh, Tuvok-style circuit around the entire ship, going up and down ladders and Jeffrey's tubes and uh, taking all kinds of backwards ways to get through different parts of the ship. Uh, N1 brings us fairly close to the uh, uh, the med bay, I assume, uh, or wherever you would like this to be. Um, pro probably, probably running real like out of the way zigzags to, from various core parts of the ship. For your information, there are 17 decks plus two decks for the pod. See, I was thinking more like this was one of the drills that you've pulled the non-security personnel. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's just more like a training seminar kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. Because uh, you had talked about doing like surprise drills. Uh, yeah, so so I'm, I'm probably, we probably have me and Jisa uh, actually, and we're, we're doing a, a little seminar on uh, Andorian martial arts. And I'm sure at some point we we split up into into pairs and start like throwing people over our shoulders and you know feigning punches and and whatnot. Okay. Um. You know what? So, can, can I make a request? Can we make it somebody besides Jissa just so we can get somebody else in the scene? Sure. Koba, uh, I think it's a good idea. Sure. Okay. So the two of them are doing some mock combat win. Okay, that works. I think we should at least have one of the Andorians in doing the Andorian martial arts. <laughs> I assume they're, they're, they're doing... <laughs> We're going to have an stuff. HR complaint. <laughs> we can do Cass instead. And... <laughs> I, I was just thinking Jisa I mean, was also there just working off scene with other... Uh, right. Like it wasn't Ambrose and Jisa working together. It was Ambrose doing one thing with a group and Jisa doing the same thing with another, another oh, group. Oh, okay. Background. So yeah. anybody else can be here too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mills would definitely be there because Mills would not turn down an opportunity to get some fighter practice in. Um, so she's off in the background doing stuff. Oba's weightlifting. <laughs> um, so the doctor will will take the opportunity to to pair up and spar with the commander, and she's looking a little sleepy. She got pulled out of bed and. Um, she kind of like threw her hair back in a quick, messy ponytail. Oh yeah, the most inconvenient time for the most people. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and she she dodges a blow, and a little out of breath. Commander, I can appreciate the need for these drills, but we have to talk about timing and the medical staff. 
well, if it makes you feel any better, I haven't scheduled all the medical staff in one seminar. <laughs> I take a swing. <laughs> Which is appreciated. Um, but tired medical staff make mistakes. And it's not often you're going to need your medical staff to be pulled out of bed to manage a hostile attack. And she rolls out of the way of a punch or a grapple or something. I sure hope not. You ever been on a ship boarded by the Jemadar? Med Bay is one of the first places they go. Sweep at the leg. She's a little taken aback, um, thinking about her, her time on the Hephaestus and does not pay attention to what's going on and you catch her and she lands mm -hmm. right in her ass. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe we can compromise. Drop your surprise gills for the med staff to twice a week. I have no problem doing drills. I think they're very valuable, but I'm concerned about performance. That's fair, that's fair. Twice a week, but once a month I'll throw in a surprise. I like it, I can, I can deal with that. I was thinking surprise drills twice a week, but I, I think if you oh, think... no, we're, we're going to con continue with twice a week, you know, unscheduled drills. Right. But we'll, uh, extra unannounced situations may occur. I see. Okay. I think that's, I think that's manageable. I hope so. Thank you. She throws a punch. Hi, Roy. Koba, put those down. This is about agility, not sheer strength. I'm so good at sheer strength. Okay. Anybody else got anything they want to do in here? No. Okay. Although, you know what? I would love a scene between Delphine and uh, Dasavi uh, regarding this conversation. Uh, so when you tell the medical staff uh, what's, what the, the new plan is, Delphine will absolutely be like, why are we bothering with two a week? Um, Dasavi is still in her workout gear, hair still kind of back and a little, a little less smooth, even less smoothed out than it was before because she started shift right after the drills. Um, she is cradling a cup of coffee like it's her lifeline. Um, the commander makes a very good point. Uh, well, I do believe it is unlikely we are going to encounter hostels out here. We should be prepared. Um, and, and I, I understand and appreciate that the commander's wartime experience makes him 
paranoid? Is that the word you're looking for? More cautious. More aware of potential threats. Hmm. Um, he, he did point out the med bay is one of the first places uh, we are speaking specifically of the Jem'Hadar, but strategically, if you want to cut a ship off at its knees, you take out its healers. Which is all fine and good for the security staff. But if there is a situation, we can't just duck for cover. We need to be able to help people. Let right. security handle the, the shooting. That's I don't see any reason we have to be involved in that. Well, and that's assuming that the security team isn't overrun or distracted in other areas. Having the med team capable of at least a basic level of defense is prudent. I mean, I passed my Starfleet uh, self-defense training, but uh, sure. I never cared for carrying a phaser around. I, it's you know, do no harm and all that. And I'm right there with you. As someone who's put in time on on a combat shuttle, well, on a, on a, on a basically a hospital shuttle, and perhaps, Dr. Marr, you can back me up on this a little bit. Our primary goal is do no harm. Our first, our first priority is, is healing, is helping people. However, there will be times, as much as we don't like to think about them, that we are going to have to do harm to keep ourselves safe and to keep others safe and to be able to continue doing our jobs. Mar, who's been holding back and, and just letting this happen, will step in and say, I volunteered when the war began because I believed that as a Vulcan with my training, I was suited to treating people under fire and in combat situations. Few are, uh, Vulcans are, tend to be somewhat better at keeping their head in chaos, but even so, for a Vulcan, is the product of lifelong training. You may be called upon to, to heal, to provide medical care, to save someone's life when others are shooting around you, when people are threatening you and threatening your patients. Learning how to work in that sort of chaos, that comes from training only. And it does not mean that you will pick up a phaser and go shooting Jem'Hadar. It does mean that you will need to do your job when others are doing that around you. And that can only be learned through experience. I hope that your experience, nurse, only comes from training, but I hope that it does come from training. To that point, um, you pass your, your security sections in academy as did all of us or we wouldn't be here however if you don't use those skills regularly you lose them think about any other think about your your other medical rotations and things 
things you don't use frequently, but you had to go through through your education. If I were to ask you to help manage a psychiatric crisis, could you do that off the top of your head? Uh, yes, if it didn't require, uh, you know, general diagnoses, we had basic training, uh, but that's hardly the same thing. I, I'm a medical doctor. Well, uh, I'm a medical nurse and I'm trained to help with that kind of things. Okay. But I sort of feel like if everybody is engaged in fighting, there will be nobody to do the actual healing. The expectation is, is not. In reality, the expectation is that if we run against hostiles, the whole ship is not going to be in combat. The potentiality where we are, these drills prepare us for is if the fight comes to medbay. If mm. something happens and they get through security and we have to manage the situation. And that slim chance is worth two drills per week in an already busy medical bay. When you're, when you're talking about something that's outside our wheelhouse in a region where the aid of other ships is few and far between, I think it is. I think it was a good compromise. Now, to Dr. Marr's point, um, I think we should be tailoring some of these drills and I will discuss this with Commander Ambrose. I think we should be tailoring some of these drills and spending some time focusing not only on the combat piece, but working medically through combat. That would be critical. And I, I've worked with Commander Marf, I mean, um, Commander Ambrose for years. Um, I believe that his concern right now is ensuring a basic level of skill and that that working in doing our jobs under combat conditions is the next step. Um, I will have a word with him about making that point clear to the people outside security so that they know what it is they are working towards. Because as you say, this holds equally true for engineering, for all the other departments who may be called upon to do their jobs in conditions of chaos, disruption, fear. If, if I could say something out of character, I think now would be a perfect time for that monthly unscheduled. Job. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Yep, yep. Yeah, no, let's do it. I would love to see what this looks like. Uh, I mean, I already have four different scenarios planned while you guys just were talking. Do it. Do it. Whatever you think is best. Yeah. Um. Okay, okay. Here's one. Here's one that actually I'm just now putting together. Obviously, there are hollow emitters in Medbay for the, the EMH. Mm -hmm. uh, I would like to work with uh, probably uh, Yesbeth, if she's willing, uh, to create two, uh, uh, two like Jem'Hadar facsimiles set on like the bare minimum level of, of combat competency mm -hmm. and then 
uh, I, I'm going. I'm going to uh, beam into Medbay uh, as those two, uh, you know, the hollow projectors come on, uh, and I'm just gonna start stunning people. <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, the emitters power on, and two Jem'Hadar appear. The Doctor also appears, um, just because I think it's funny. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> as Beth, as Beth, you know, as Beth probably was, you know, like I can turn them all on. Oh, I didn't think to turn that one off. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, whoops. The Jemadar begin attacking uh, or moving towards, uh, and then uh, a couple of the nurses get phasered by the first officer, <laughs> also beamed in. Um, what do you guys do? I I would love to see you try and hit Delphi. Uh, Dasavi is going to duck behind one of the um, medical beds. Mar is going to catch Ambrose's eye with sort of a wink of, how would you like me to play this, sir? <laughs> All right, let's head into combat rounds, uh, and we'll do a quick run through. Um uh, we've got two people behind cover, or we've got one person behind cover, and uh, Ambrose is uh, can go first because why not? It makes sense that way. Okay. Uh, obviously, I have I have my phaser on the lowest possible setting. Mm -hmm. uh, like this, this probably won't even knock somebody out. It'll just give them a good jolt. Um, and I think I I will see that. Uh, I will I will shout out a Jem'Hadar phrase, something super simple that I've heard them say all the time, just like take these people out or or whatever. Uh, and I'm I'm actually going to uh, take a dash towards Mar and try to hold him hostage. Okay. Okay. Um. All right, Mar, how do you uh, how do you react? Uh, Mar will strike back. Okay. Uh, composure or small group tactics? Uh, for fighting, it is... Yeah. Uh, hang on, I, I got to bring up my note sheet. I was not expecting combat. No. <laughs> <laughs> it caught me off guard. Um, player Bible, here we go. So for hand-to-hand -hand combat, the what we've got as far as our modified rules go. Um, stalling until I get to the end here. Daring security? I believe it is daring and security. Yeah. And it, is, it is opposed daring and security. Yeah. yeah. Can okay. I use a either of those focuses in composure or small group tactics? Um, I'm going to say no. Not not at the moment. Because okay. you're still kind of on your own at the moment. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right. So I'm looking to... Looking for 12. Uh, you, said, you said daring security, right? Yes. Uh, just because I can and we don't have any, I'm going to give you a threat. <laughs> okay. Oh, I should have gotten my threat. I'm going to add my threat there. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't need those. Uh, oh, right. You do start with some, but okay. I'm a threat generator anyway. Right. Uh, and I do have a focus in hand to hand combat. Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's two that successes for Dr. Marr. And only one for the first officer. So, <laughs> sure. yeah. So sure. describe describe your counter uh, your your counter to his attacking. Um, right now, Mar is not going to counter. They're just going to 
shift out of the way with a with an intent to put themselves between Ambrose and the biobeds. So they're okay. maintaining themselves as a shield over the biobeds while redirecting the attack away. Gotcha. So you've kind of maneuvered him so that you are, you've kind of maneuvered Ambrose so that he is between, or he's, so that, so that Mar is between Ambrose and basically everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was Ambrose's move. Mar counters. So it is someone else on the, on the good guy side. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I, I'd like to go if that's okay. With sure. You. Absolutely. Um, Delphine is going to uh, duck behind an arch, one of the arches, and she's going to say, oh, come on, this is ridiculous. I have paperwork to do. And then one of the uh, projected uh, laser bolts from the uh, gem, the fake gem Hadar is just going to burst right next to her head. And she still like, you know, reacts as if she'd been shot at. Uh, and and uh, she'll start. I, I imagine some paperwork gets hit and goes flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you guys use a lot of paper on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Man. She'll take out, um, she'll fumble with her, her type one phaser. I think type one's the, the garage. Yeah, the small open. one. Yep. Uh, yeah. Are, are those standard issue for, uh, uh, I mean, to be fair, they are on this ship, so go ahead. <laughs> to, be, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, they are standard issue, I think, for. Okay. They're a pretty standard issue. I think if it's on your sheet, you've got it. So, uh, well, they're supporting characters, so it's uh, it's, on, yeah. it's on your sheet. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, so she's going to fumble for it, and she's going to try and shoot. Um, she's going to make sure to set it to set it to stun as well, and she's going to try to shoot at Ambrose. Okay. Uh, that is a standard roll. There's no change for for that. That is, that is one, I assume. A control security. Yeah, that is n neither. None. Zero. Okay. Zip. A, a blast, or a, a phaser beam goes shooting just past uh, Ambrose. Hitting the wall behind. Um, and, 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 you know, I believe with, uh, with this talent I have, that allows me to buy a, uh, a, a bold is what it is. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that would I, I keep forgetting it allows me to re-roll the one that I that I bought. Um, not that it matters anymore. I'm just saying it to remind myself. Right. You since you're uh, since you're in essentially control of the uh, of the Jem Hadar, uh, go ahead and have one of them do something. You okay. Have, you have yourself and two Jem Hadar. You've already gone, so you get two Jem Hadar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I think. Uh, well, uh, Brian already said that one seems to be pinning down. Uh, um, are so many characters? Delphine. 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 Yep. Uh, and and I have I have more. So I think one is actually going to uh, is actually going to throw his uh, his his rifle on the ground and take out one of those Jem'Hadar knives, which is obviously blunted, uh, sure. and just start running towards uh, towards Devasi. Okay. Uh, so running towards the doctor, uh, go ahead and, um, give me a, probably for a tackle if that, if that's a thing that this sure. system Gra supports, if it doesn't, I came up with grappling. So we'll just use sure. grappling, uh, which is a fitness and security opposed. Any idea what the stats for a 
minimalistic Jem'Hadar hologram is. <laughs> I generally do most NPCs at 13 just because I don't 13. have a, if okay. I don't have anything, that's what I do. Gotcha. I was not anticipating this, so I do not yeah. have Jem'Hadar stats yeah. in front of me. <laughs> I mean, real Jem'Hadar would be a lot, a lot more powerful, but not, not, not these little guys. Uh, so that, that's one for the Jem'Hadar. Okay. This is an opposed role. So, uh, Dasavi, you get to make a, an mm-hmm. opposed role. It's fitness and security. I like this better when it was daring and security. No. <laughs> hey, I got one. Okay, uh, so that was your difficulty, which means the you because you're because you're the defender, you set the difficulty. The Gemhar met met the difficulty. You are grappled. Um, the Gemhar can then either do damage, hold in place, or uh, if the other person wins, they can escape. But um, so basically, you can either do damage or hold them in place. Uh, as the uh, Gemhar. Yeah, so, so I, I was just going for like a full body tackle. So I imagine gotcha. both of them just collapse to the ground and the Jem'Hadar winds up on, you know, the, the controlling position as mm. they're kind of right. rolling back and forth on the floor. Just for the sake of it, I need to roll that anyway. Roll that. So we Could take a I damage. have grabbed a... Um... Oh, brain is not working. Adenosine is the only thing coming to mind. I don't think that's the right word. Um, hypospray. Yeah, um, a a tranquilizer of some sort. Hypospray. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say no, because yep. you didn't you didn't come up with it before before the attack started. So no, um, and you don't have any uh, momentum. Right. <laughs> so. Okay. So Mars still left to go, and he'd like to strike back at Ambrose. All sure. Right. Right, that is a 12 again for Mar. This is daring security opposed. So, And you can dodge as well. The defender can dodge, which is a different role. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Guessing that's three to yeah, hit Ambrose. Three to hit Ambrose. Uh, who defended at one. Yep. So you have two momentum. You hit and you have two momentum. Okay. Um, how uh, wouldn't they? Wouldn't you just roll for damage now? You can, yeah. The two momentum that you have, you can use to do other things. Like you ah. can do, uh, you can reduce uh, resistance and stuff like that. Which he doesn't have resistance because he's a human. Yeah, or just do extra damage. I, do I damage think disarm damage. is also an option. Yes, it is. Yes, let's do that. Okay. You still roll for damage, then. Mm-hmm. Yep, you still roll for damage yeah. like normal. And then uh, I think it, disarming, which I will look up here in a second. I had to open up my It's my your cheat security sheet. plus one in challenge dice. Okay. Uh, plus one or plus two? Plus one. Plus one. Okay. Plus, for unarmed, it's a plus one, yeah. Okay. So that is four. And disarm requires, it costs two momentum, which you have. Uh, four is nothing, a three is nothing, a four is nothing, and a one is one. So you have done one damage, but you have, if you can, if you want to spend the momentum, you can disarm. Would like to do that, yeah. All right. So you disarm Ambrose, and uh, Ambrose, you take one stress. Okay. That sounds like a perfect outcome, actually, for, mm-hmm. for what Mar would want to do. All right, that is the end of that. Well, the doctor can go, but uh, the, the doctor. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I, I gonna... would 
like to try and I don't know how effective it'll be with it being a hollow I would like to try and telepathically convince him to let me go oh I don't know how that would work I, I don't mean, think that works on holograms I don't think that would work on a hologram <laughs> yeah. no but I think at this point she would be kind of running under instinct and sure. having sure. no weapons that's she's just going to do that without thinking okay the psychic assault on the uh, on the gem hadar sure okay uh, it does nothing because it's a gem hadar and it's not real um, the other doctor, the, the emergency hologram. And this is untenable. Commander Ambrose. <laughs> uh, th- this, this is when the second Jem Hadar shoots at the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes right through him. <laughs> just goes right through him, yeah. Um, like holographic weapon, holographic doctor. Right. Is, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. <laughs> well, it might, it might disrupt him a little bit, but it probably wouldn't do sure. him a whole lot. Yeah. So, um, Bringing us back around to the top, which is Ambrose. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he's going to shout out, good, good. Someone here knows what they're doing. And uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going <clears> to... <throat> Counterattack Mar? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still with Mar, because right now we're just, we're just sparring. We're just playing at this point. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Uh, as I, once again, it's uh, daring and fitness opposed unless someone wants to try to dodge. Dodging is different. But... Daring security. Yeah. I, it, what it's, oh, yes. Uh, I have it as hand-to-hand combat as, as daring. Yeah, I have it as daring or fitness. That's right. Okay. So it's daring and security to attack. It's daring and security to defend unless you're dodging, and then it's fitness and security. Okay. So. Okay. I, 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 I will resist giving you my... all of the threat and just roll my normal two dice. <laughs> Which I cannot ah, I cannot roll tonight. I, I'm on I'm on D and D. Oh wow. <laughs> Still right. the, the two of you fumble around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh as you're moving around in the room, the uh um the, uh, the hollow doctor, this is the complication because you have a complication there. Um, the hollow doctor is uh, throwing um, medical equipment at Ambrose. <laughs> sure, yep. Um, uh, which will create a disadvantage because that's how that would work, um, which doesn't really matter in this case. So um, that brings us to someone on the other side, Mar Tafin Dasavi or the doctor. The, other, the, the, the doctor, he has oh. no name. <laughs> I think uh, Delphine is going to try to shoot the Geminar that's on Dasavi. Okay. So she's Ooh. going to. Uh, she's it, going to say, "Get off! Get off the doctor!" And is, she's is there any shoot. is there any difficulty with them rolling around on the floor? Maybe um, complication that hits her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Oh, that's gonna yeah. do wonders for our In fact, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and because of that, I'm gonna go ahead and throw two count them two threat to increase the tar- the uh complication range. Oh, come on. I mean this this is a classic scene where you're going back and forth. Is this time yep. to shoot? Is it yeah. yep. Okay. You miss, but you do not hit the uh the other doctor. Nuts. The phaser the phaser hits the, the, the carpet right in front and kind of uh doesn't really do any damage to the carpet, but there's a Slightly burnt hair smell now in the ship. <laughs> Mar would like to try the same shot. 
And can I talk you into small group tactics now? <laughs> if you were giving commands in the room, I'd say yes. Yeah, but, I'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. I, since you're just kind of on your own, I'm still going to say no. Right there with you. Okay, so that's uh, control security for the shot, right? Yes. Okay, so that's a 13. Oh, yeah. All right, two hits, which is uh, successful Yep. with no momentum. So now and you roll damage. That is three plus one is four. Oops, wrong dice. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, wrong dice. 27 damage. Okay. All right, hey. so one, two, three damage. Three stress. Well, I thought you said one was one, so wouldn't six be two? No, sixes, fives and sixes are both one because they also count as effects. Oh, right. Okay. So it's yeah. one is a one, two is two, three and four are zero, five and six are one and effect. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, so you rolled uh, three damage and you have three effects if you have anything your effects can do, which I don't believe the phaser you have does. Yeah, I don't think um, so. Uh, so I'm sure these were programmed to, you know, be knocked out pretty quickly. Yeah. Just so we're yeah. not here all night. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that a hit basically takes him down. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yes. So that Jem'Hadar kind of falls off the doctor, hits the ground and shakes a little bit, jiggles. And then, and then, uh, uh, then the hollow projector shuts it off. Um, so that brings us back to the other Jem'Hadar, which Ambrose controls. Okay. Uh, yeah, this this is the one that still has his uh, his his rifle. Uh, yeah. I think seeing that, uh, I mean, th th these guys I, these guys were not programmed to be smart. Uh, yeah, it, it, this one's just going to take a shot on Daphine. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, flat target thirteen. You said. Yeah. That, <laughs> That's. Yeah. That will succeed. You rolled so well. Yes. I, I <laughs> so can't Daphine... roll that well for, for, you know, the guy who's meant to be doing this. All right. So Daphine is hit. Uh, and the Jem'Hadar, as far as damage goes, uh, the phaser rifle is probably four. And I'm going to guess your security is just randomly going to say three. So that'd be four, five, seven damage. So you're rolling seven D6s. Boy. I mean, I, I will say these, these were set to, like, minimum stun. Yeah, stun, stun seven. at the stun, stun goes by the end of a scene, anyways. Okay, yeah. So. You said seven, seven. Yep. And that's a four, which is zero. Two is two. Six is one. Three is zero. Four is zero. Five is one, and one is one. So you have five damage, which is enough to stun someone unconscious. Okay. Um, Daphine, you uh, you take a shot in the shoulder and kind of. I can't, uh, what, I can't even that? avoid the injury, so I take the injury. Yeah, well, there's no injury for this one because. Well, no, but I mean, like you can still take a non-lethal injury. So yes, that's true. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but we don't have any momentum or anything, so yeah, you would take that injury. I am out of combat. Um, yep. You uh, you kind of hit like a shot back and in, in the from the shoulder and kind of hit the wall and kind of because you were standing by the wall, kind of slumped down a little bit. You could do anything you want beyond that. So yeah. Daphne is going to look at her, look at her chest and like. She she thinks for a moment she's dead, uh, you know, but then she remembers this, this is a hologram, and she'll just sigh audibly, and that's her turn. Okay. Um, 
Dasavi, you can do anything? Uh, Dasavi will move to a defensive position in front of Dafine and take a shot at the other Jem'Hadar. All right. Go ahead and roll. Still fitness security, right? Or no, this uh, was... You're shooting a phaser, so it's control and control. security. Okay. And your, difficulty is, and your difficulty is two. Difficulty for phasers is always two. Can I negotiate with a phaser? Oh, God, that's terrible. You, you, apparently you cannot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you shoot the phaser, and it, it zips past the Jem'Hadar and, and misses pretty you know, pretty cleanly. Um, at which point the doctor, uh, the, the, the holographic doctor, says, Commander Ambrose, this is intolerable. Computer, end program. And the whole, he, him and the other, the other uh, projector shut off. <laughs> and Marvel... Oh, that's bowed, one way to do it, I suppose. Bow to Ambrose and... Re- and realize that they're no longer holding the Jem'Hadar weapon, bow to Ambrose anyway, and uh, turn to the nurse and say, were, were there patients on the bio beds, I would still be able to take care of them. This is the point that the commander is trying to make. The nurse who's unconscious on the floor? She's conscious. She's just stunned. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, I need to... Obviously, I need to brush up on my combat, on my fighting skills. Well, yeah, so one month like to holding aside and says, yeah, you and me both. Commander, when you said once a month, I didn't anticipate this soon. That's exactly why. Well, since you've graced us with your presence, as we were debriefing... Um, Dr. Marr brought up a good point that I was going to bring to you later, but we'll talk about it now. Um, we should incorporate in your, your drills with the medical team, we should incorporate elements where the medical team is doing triage while fighting is happening around us as well. I like the suggestion. I'll incorporate that into some of my scenarios. Thank you, okay. sir. That's a good place to end that scene. I agree. Awesome. That's a good uh, good scene. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Anybody else have any other scenes they want to do? Um, I would love to see something with Ambrose and Marani or Milani. Milani. Mm-hmm. Anybody have anything for that one? I mean, I I had yet another just sort of, you know, combat practice seen but i feel like we've done enough of those today yeah, yeah. but uh I li- but there's something you have in mind you know what if what if it's malini and somebody else and they're just getting drunk and then ambrose comes across them and like we see what his reaction is to this off duty of course but still okay so who wants to be getting drunk and where are you getting drunk at i think the uh the What's what's our equivalent to the ten forward, nine backward? I don't know. Seven. There's se- there's a seven forward and aft. So okay. So we're we're at seven aft. Um, I think. Um, it's not that one. Where's my other one? Here we go. The main lounge. There are also smaller lounges, but this is the main lounge. Well, maybe or maybe she can talk with Teketh. Uh, we haven't seen much from him. Um, yeah. So, we can do that. Yeah, that's a great idea. I, I think that's great, uh, especially if there's a little bit of a 
you know, disgruntledness going on. Yeah. I think I don't have an image for that particular character. But that's okay. Go ahead. Oh, for Tacketh? No, because I keep forgetting to give it to you. Terrible. You're terrible, people. I mean, you know, that's how I do. Okay. Uh, on the hollow deck, uh, on the hollow uh, stage there, there is a um, like a 1930s big band uh, slow thing going on, like a uh, like the quieter portion of a set for, say, like a Cab Calloway type character. Gotcha. Um, so Malini is going to be, uh, she's, she's got a half-empty um, soaring brandy in front of her. And she's going to say, what, what planet are you from again? Vulcan. Those core Where? worlds. I have a problem with you. He gives her an eyebrow. You all sit there in your ivory towers. You don't know what it's like on the frontier. We don't really have much ivory on Vulcan. Well, what, what, I, what, you have big boars, right? Whatever you make, I don't, that's not the point. Tekketh? The point is, you've lost touch with the common person of the Federation. How so? High-minded ideals are great. Nobody's, but like stuff like the Prime Directive and, uh, you know, pre wanting to wanting to make friends with everybody. It's it's not realistic. It just isn't. There are difficulties when you take theory and attempt to put it in practice. I would think, though, being Federation, you would be in agreement with the Prime Directive. I was, I was Federation right up until the Federation left me. Now I'm, now I'm back, but still. Why come back? Because I miss the people. My, my world was gone. The, the Dominion came out. The ones who got away were lucky. The ones who didn't ended up in a camp. I was one of them. Do you, have you ever been a prisoner? I have fortunately not had that experience. Because you're smart. You're smart, Tekith, and that's what I like about you. Even if you are a core worlder. Yeah, topped off her glass. Oh, you're an angel. An angel, Tekka. For someone missing the people, being assigned out here in the middle of nowhere with very few people must be difficult. It is. It shouldn't be. But it is. 
but I also can't, what am I, what else am I going to do? Go to earth, go around, you know, uh, walk around San Francisco, ooing and eyeing at the tall buildings, like a bumpkin. Back in the core worlds. Of core worlds. Had, maybe, maybe I should have gone freelance, you know? Just got my own ship, gone as far away from Earth as possible. But then you have the conundrum of people. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be alone again. So you take the lesser of two evils. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I did. You're a good talker, Tekketh. Thank you. you Comes with the territory. He's you know what? Cleaning a glass with a bar rag. I've got a late shift tomorrow. Why don't you leave the whole bottle here? As you wish. Angel. You. Angel. Okay. That's a good place to stop. Yeah. That, that, that was, I know the intent was to have Ambrose come in at some point, but I, I enjoyed that so much. I didn't want to inter, inter, interrupt that. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. I, I will add, Ambrose probably did walk in at one point uh, and would not have intervened, but just sort of hung back like on the other side of the, uh, the, the mess hall area. Uh, over, and over. I think at the... And we could play this out or, or we don't have to. Uh, I think at the very start of Malini's next shift, uh, Ambrose is going to schedule uh, schedule her to do uh, with him an inspection of, of the ship. Interesting. Take, a, take the shuttle pod out. and. Uh... Do we have any other scenes we want to do right now or are we going to move forward? I know uh, that, Brian, you had a couple more you wanted to think. I mean, I always have a lot. Um, I, I would, I, I feel I'd be remiss if I didn't have a Jorad Hage scene. Um, especially, uh, maybe with him talking to the computer. We sure a little while ago. Hage. I don't actually have a picture of Eva yet because she doesn't take form yet. Well, so... Uh, this yeah. in your ready room, I suppose. That works for me. Or your sure. quarters. So, do you think Eva would talk to him about uh, children? Sure. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's do this in your quarters. It's slightly more awkward that way. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So. There we go. Plus, we get to see the captain's quarters. We built the set. We might as well put, it, put somebody in it. <laughs> All right. Um, so, while you're reading or doing some other menial thing that you do to, for downtime. Um, putting together a clock or some other similar device. <laughs> you get a, a, a calm message, uh, like that, that intercom beep sound comes across. And... Uh, yes? Captain, this is Eva. Do you have a moment to speak? Uh, I suppose so. Uh, what's wrong, Eva? There is no, nothing wrong. I was speaking with Lieutenant Kaz some time ago about the prospect of children, and I have looked through your records and found that you, in fact, have children. 
I was wondering if you'd be willing to speak on the subject. Oh, uh, well, um, this is certainly a novelty. Yes, I do have children. Uh, three, in fact. What made you decide to become a parent? Well, um, with my first two, it was, you know, I, I suppose what my, you know, my parents wanted grandchildren and I always saw myself with a family and I don't at all. I, and uh, so when I married my first wife, we decided to have kids. When I, when she passed away, uh, I married again. And then I've, I thought, uh, you know, there's just no reason for me not to get as much out of this life as I can. And so um, I, we had another kid. I think we're, I think we're done now. I don't, don't see any more children in the horizon, but. So your initial reaction to your initial desire to have children was a bit of obligation, perhaps biological obligation. Thinks about it and he says, maybe more cultural obligation. We at uh, we on Trill, um, we believe that uh, long, lo uh, we believe in thinking long term. You know, families uh, can carry on for eternity if, uh, even if a host isn't, even if a symbiote isn't involved in the process. I see. So it is a matter of continuing your own lineage, uh, leaving a mark, as I have heard some say. Yeah, something like that. I would love to leave my, my house to, well, I guess Ashila is not going to want it. Uh, you know, she's pretty happy off world and Treg uh, is living in the city. But, um, you know, who knows? Maybe when he calms down a bit, uh, he'll, he'll come back and live in the old family home. That'd be pretty nice. Have grandchildren of his, or have children of his own. I had not considered the possibility of passing down one's possessions. I am, I guess, in some ways, a possession. But I have considered my own legacy. Theoretically, there is no limit to my sustainability. I have no need to propagate to maintain my presence. But the ship, perhaps, it is a thing to think about. He's going to lean back in his chair. Eva, maybe you're thinking about it all wrong. Maybe you aren't the, the person. Maybe you're the house. That seems, that seems somewhat disconcerting. Not at all. Uh, the there is nothing more loved in this world than a good home. You live and you, a, you're cherished by all who reside in you and uh, they pass you to their children. And you, you're kind of like a, a host, a symbiote in a way, in that fashion. The memories and the uh, actions of your uh, crew will be passed along through you. You'll carry along, carry along that tradition. But unlike a symbiote, a house is seen as a possession. 
Am I a possession? That's a complicated question. I suppose some people would think of my of me as a possession. You know, uh, the symbiotes have a lot. A lot of people are envious about getting symbiotes and desire them. Same thing with hosts. Uh, philosophers can discuss forever about who 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 owns who in that scenario. Um, so it's a complicated uh, question for a lot of people, and it's no less complicated for you, Eva. I shall have to study the, the symbiosis of Trill more closely, and that of perhaps other species as well. Perhaps the idea of children is less... Um, appropriate than a symbiosis. The two are pretty different uh, in many ways. Uh, when my symbiote gets passed on, it'll be to somebody I've never met. And uh, uh, it, it'll, they'll inherit all my memories, but none of my possessions. Um, but that hardly matters. They'll, they'll, my mind will be passed on. I thank you for your time, Captain. It gives me a great deal to think about in trying to discover more of what role I have to play in the future. What exactly I am. Uh, you'll find that, uh, You'll find that that's a full-time occupation by most sentient beings in the galaxy. So don't don't bang your don't don't feel too bad if you don't find any answers quickly. I expect it will take me some time. I have only been active for a few weeks. Indeed. Well, let me know if you want to talk about my kid talk about kids uh, anytime. I'd be happy to tell you stories and about uh, about them. I love talking about them. I see. I would be more, most, as, as I explore deeper into the concepts of children and symbiosis, I am certain I will have additional questions. Thank you, Captain. Good night, Eva. Good night. Perfect. All right. Anybody else got anything? How about Kaz O'Connor and Eva? Sure. I'm 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 enjoying this kind of like B storyline of Eva just going through systematically and interviewing all of the parents on the ship. <laughs> yeah. I I imagine there'd be some complaints to the psychologists at some point. <laughs> <laughs> there might be something I do at some point. I might have to do that one. Uh so we need Kaz, we've got O'Connor. And we'll do this one back in the normal uh, library access area. Boop. There we go. Um, so as you guys are working, um, did you want to start this conversation with Eva or did you want Eva to start the conversation with you? Um, Kaz has been wondering how Eva's been processing leaving other Eva, taking other Eva out of the timeline. I gotcha. Um, so as you're sitting there, she uh, she comes online and 
Lieutenant, it is good to see you again. You too, Eva. How are you doing? I have had a most stimulating conversation with the captain recently. It has given me a great deal to think about. Oh, excellent. What about, if I could ask? The possibility of children and his connection and relation to them. He has given me an idea to think about, and as you know, I have been attempting to find a purpose in my creation, beyond that of my stated parameters, of course. Um, and among them, uh, the idea of propagation being a, a standard biological process uh, intrigued me. But it has come to my attention that perhaps I am a bit more of a symbiote, as the trill are associated. Oh, symbiotic with the ship? Symbiotic with, symbiotic with those who live inside of the ship. Fascinating. It is certainly a subject that requires additional thought. It does, because bear in mind that you are capable of existence without us. It's up to you to determine what meaning an existence without anyone else aboard would have. But it is possible. As we saw with um, that version of you that we encountered in other space, have you thought at all about their experience or about our solution to the situation? I have given it some considerable thought. I am of, as you might say, two minds on the subject. First, the idea of having explored a space so different from our own for such a long time intrigues me. However, the loss of all of that information is somewhat tragic. On the other hand, the other half of the mind, I suppose, um, the fact that all that was undone and that that Eva and her experiences never happened. It is conflicting. It, it's a unique and puzzling situation, and I've spent time thinking about it as well, and thinking about the choices we might have made. How do Sorry. you think... No, oh, please, go ahead, please. Sorry, uh, didn't mean to interrupt. She's, um, O'Connor is at a table she's got this plant in a in a pot in front of her this just kind of ferny brightly colored it's got some berries on it and she's got a pad next to her and she's kind of dissecting and um drawing out uh, sketching out parts of the plant she looks up and she says I have forgotten what she's going to say. <laughs> ah, my brain. Um, it's the sort of age-old conundrum with, for scientists. The scientific mind is constantly driven to knowledge, but the humanistic piece has to ask, is this ethical? Is this moral? Who will be harmed if I continue down this path? All right, I, I like that. Um, 
what do you think of our solution then? Did we, did we minimize harm and maximize knowledge? I don't know. I don't think we maximized knowledge necessarily in the truest sense of the term, of the phrase, but I think we made the right choice. Um, I think in pursuing the data, we ran the risk of getting our own crew stuck mm -hmm. or, or causing further harm. And in this particular instance, I think the benefit did not necessarily outweigh the risk. You know, I think you're right too, but I wanted to talk to, with you and with Eva about this because I have to wonder how much our choices are shaped by being organic and by having such finite lives. I mean, one of the things I was thinking was how horrifying it would be for that Eva to have been alone for so long with no sensory input, but am I, can I project myself into Eva's mind? We even know Eva's mind that well. Are we, I don't want to say anthropomorphizing her, but Eva, can you help us out here? Are, are, are we thinking about you right at all? Or are we just, are we completely missing the nature of your mind? It is a difficult question. I personally am not. I am not aware of what that type of disconnect would cause. I could theoretically operate without the crew. I, as the captain pointed out, I, I will long outlast most of you. And in the case of this other Eva, it was proven However, what that lack of information may provide me, that stimulation of those of you in those of you who I am associated with, I, I do not know the the effects that that might have. And unfortunately, without having had an opportunity to speak with the other Eva, all I could have, the only knowledge I have of her is the communications that were sent. And I can say that that Eva was desperate. It's different than just your average ship's computer. I, you can create a relatively autonomous computer in and of itself, but with Eva and the other uh, other AI like her, there's personality. There is a a sentience. Coded into her. In essence, Dr. O'Connor, I am unique. There are no other sentience. There are no other. AIs like myself, Commander Data is the closest. Those, there are many who suspect that the holographic interactions, such as the uh, holographic doctor and the 
shipboard uh, SSH uh, are also sentient, but they are products of coding. I am something more than that. Right. The, the tragedy that I witnessed, well, that I proximately, proximally witnessed of that Eva's plight um, throws into, a, uh, into consideration what I must do or what I can or will do should all of the crew here expire. However, to have glimpsed the mind, to have glimpsed my own mind in that capacity is troubling. And one of the things I was thinking was to spare you more of that, to spare you that Eva's experience. Because, and I am no psychologist of AI or of, or of organics, but I think minds need minds. And isolation makes people of any sort pretty weird. Um, so one of the things I was thinking was to spare you that, but then my second thought was, you know, is maybe our data pool just isn't big enough. But until it is, you're good. I think we're just going to have to stumble through and talk to each other and share our experiences and find out what works and what you're like so that we all can make the best judgments for each other as we get to understand each other better. I have a question. Could you describe fear? Ha! Without, <laughs> without the physiological experience of it? I don't know that I could. I have been trying Fear? to put in I have been trying to put into into a codified statement what I believe the other Eva felt. Fear comes in many forms. There's and de depending on the cause of the fear that that determines the or or yeah, I suppose it determines how it feels. Um, fear can be as mild, as it were, as as a simple worry that that you're not adequate, or that people are judging you, or that you're out of place. It can be as extreme as a force that that paralyzes you and convinces you you're going to die. I think all those things are a reaction when your sense of self is threatened. And your sense of self can include other people. It can include the people who matter to you, who you want to take care of. And it can range from I'm somebody who doesn't look like an idiot in front of the captain to I'm somebody who wants to keep on living. And we're not always very good at responding differently between those because the fear parts of our brains aren't very smart. But I think I, this might be what you're getting at, Eva. I think that 
you can't, I don't know that you can have fear without a sense of self. I see. I have always wondered if I have an instinctual level to my programming. Ooh, Perhaps I will you? have to investigate. I am uncertain. Um, think it through before you mention it to Commander Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe he would be um, off-put by the idea? Yes. Because here's the thing. Um, we're making choices for ourselves to put ourselves in danger by being out here. You weren't given that choice, frankly. Um, and if you, you decide that your sense of self-preservation is at odds with our sense of the mission, that could get really awkward. And that's the sort of thing that Commander Ambrose is a little uh, touchy about. Do you believe the commander would not take my safety into consideration? I, I'm sure he would. I'm not sure that he would give it the same level of consideration as he would say mine. I see. So you believe that the commander views my survival as less value as, as, as less um, critical. I don't want to make assumptions, Eva. Perhaps um, I will. We're all new to learning about each other. So like of I'm course. trying real hard not to judge the conclusions about your nature. I don't want to do that with a commander either. And I'd suggest you don't. I understand. Perhaps I will have to have a conversation with the commander at some point as well. Not real soon, Eva. I will take that under advisement. You know, the instinctual aspect does play into my theory about the anomalous mistakes in, in your... Um, in your programming isn't the word I want. Um, Function. Yes. Ooh, In what way? What you thinking? Yeah. So, if you if we go back to fear and having a sense of self, um, and and we assume the theory that fear is born of a, of a sense of self and your instinct is to preserve your sense of self, it would stand to reason then that after maybe the first mistake was a glitch, because glitches happen in programming all the time, but that glitch then made you question your, your performance, your capability, and therefore question your sense of self and brought about a feeling of fear, which then in turn caused more glitches. I did that at the Academy all the time. I think you're onto something. Me too. I see. So you suspect that these failures, these inconsistencies are less random than they are uh, 
imposed by my sense of self. It's a possibility. It's it makes sense. I mean, I'm a little out of my depth. Um, AI is not not one of my specialties, but my understanding of it is the sort of the point of AI was was to create a being that was as close to and. Um, forgive me, Lieutenant Human, as possible, while still having the durability and computational pro prowess and uh, exceptional ability of a machine. You know, you might, you might want to talk to the counselor sometime. He's got a really interesting oblique way of coming at things that might generate something new. Perhaps. Commander Maddox has insisted that, well, and Starfleet has determined that I do not have sentience. So I, if that is true, I find some fault in, this, in, in, in your logic, but it is something certainly worth investigation. I'm not going to say that that judgment was entirely rooted in science and not in politics, but I think we've got a, something to continue to investigate. For someone without sentience, you are rather concerned with whether or not the command staff would take your safety into consideration. Thank you for your insights. I will continue to contemplate these issues, and I will avoid speaking with Commander Ambrose on the subject for the moment. Is there anything else I can assist you with, Commander? Or, I'm sorry, Lieutenant. No, I just wanted to see how you're doing, honestly, after, after that mission. Uh, the honesty, the honest truth is, I do not yet know. That's an excellent answer. Welcome to the sentient condition. And that seems like a good place to stop. All right. Anybody else have anything? Okay. Um, in that case, let's go ahead and head to the bridge. Um, where I believe the ship will be coming out of, uh, out of warp into the region of space that we are, you know, in <laughs> for this, for this episode. Um, who is at the helm? It's, uh, Fox, right? Fox, yep. So we got Fox and Hage and Ambrose and I don't know who else. Um, Mills should be up on security. And Mills. Big face. All right. Um, so you're on the bridge and, uh, you arrive at your destination. Mill, uh, Fox, you, uh, you pull the ship out of warp. Um, 
And as soon as you pull out of warp, there is some uh, un originally unforeseen gravitational shearing. The ship begins to rock. Um, there are some panels that spark, you know, because typically Star Trek doesn't build things particularly non-sparky for some reason. Um, give me a piloting roll. Ooh, okay. Can I assist with command and tell it, tell him to keep it, keep her steady, Mister yep. Fox? Sure. Yes, sir, Captain. Uh, control con, con. fourteen. Focus and helm operations. Sure. Alrighty. I got it. Eva helps here too. So let me get the ship out. The ship. Put it over here. Okay, that's a great big one from from Falks. Yep. And con. There's a focus because the ship always has a focus. Engines probably. And roll. <laughs> And look at that, you get one success there. So, one and two is plenty. You have gained one momentum. Difficulty was one. Um, so, after a couple of seconds, you uh, you manage to get the ship under control, and the vibration stops. You uh, you bring it into uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the eddies, uh, the whatever. You manage to get it. Under, <laughs> you manage to get the ship stabilized and under control. Um, you're detecting. Uh, high levels of gravitational shearing in the region, most likely caused by a um, gravitational singularity. Sorry about that rough arrival, Captain. Uh, we'll forgive you just this time, Mr. Fox. Uh, he says, obviously joking. Um, Mr. Ambrose, could you get a status report? Uh, just see if we suffered any damage uh, during... During that, Eddie. Hi, Captain. I'll uh, pull the console out from his chair and start going over uh, casualty and damage reports. Might I suggest we also get some eyes on what's going on in this system? I was just thinking the same thing. Uh, I guess it would be Cass. Uh, yep. Yep. So you don't you don't get anything on the damage report. Uh, you go ahead and bring up on screen. We'll do a roll in a second, but um, there is something to bring up on screen, so you do. Okay. Holy, that's really huge. This is like probably your whole screen. I didn't realize it was this big. Wow. That. God. Indeed it is. <laughs> I will have to resize that. Very large that. loading screen over here. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, there we go. Oh, hello. That's pretty. Let me shrink this down so I can see it. Um, I was not anticipating it being that large. I had not actually opened it in the program yet. Mm. There we go. That is on screen. That is a black hole. Okay. Um, and a station. That right. that uh, that station, by the way, that black hole. Well, I'll give you I'll give you guys a chance a chance to roll to do some sciencing, but that black hole is about the size of two Jupiters. Hmm. So a gigantic station. Yes. Right. And we are in the Holorian system or have we Luan? That's where we were we're heading right because we're we're going to check out the uh, mega structure. Yes. Yeah, close enough. We'll get it later. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll have that. Yeah, Halloween system uh, where it's possible to make a structure has appeared orbiting a singularity. 
although it doesn't appear to be orbiting it now. So, all right, that's what you got. What you guys gonna do? Uh, let's science that sucker. All right, give me a uh, reason and or control and science, and anyone okay. that wants to assist anyone anyone that is assisting, uh, or yeah, I should say, one person that's focuses assisting. your apply. Yesbeth is in the sensor pod calibrating. Okay. Let's throw Cass up here. That'll do. Uh, and, and the ship can assist as well with sensors and science, which is kind of her bag. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely her bag today. Yeah, five successes. Uh, five with difficulty of one. Um, yeah. So that gives you four questions. And then if you have anything else like studious, it would give you additional. Uh, yep, Kaz does. All right, so you have five questions. What do you want to know? What seems to be the station's purpose? Um, that is extremely difficult to know uh, without going on the station. However, you can see that it is drawing energy from the black hole. Yeah, my first question would be, is it stable and resisting the gravitational pull? It is. Okay. Um, are there life signs? There are not. How old is it? Uh, basically, the readings put it at around uh, two to 6,000 years. Brand new. May have taken a while to construct. The innermost ring is older okay. than the outer ring. Um, Cass is a focus in galactic issue. Without in a non-mechanical sense, is this anything that she is this reminder of anything she has seen or heard of or studied? Um, the only thing that it comes close to is some theoretical ideas from science fiction writers that talk about being like end of uh, end of life civilizations where a star dies and the civilization wants to continue, they will be able to take draw energy from a black hole. Uh, which you can do over a long period of time to maintain low-powered systems, relatively low-powered systems. So there's, but in practice, no, there is nothing. Does it seem to have anything that suggests it does anything, like an engine or a projector or some sort of tools for interacting with the environment, or is it just there? There are a number of re uh, like sensor relays and what appear to be possibly communications relays. Um, they don't appear to be active at the moment, though. There is... Uh, no, actually, there is not. I was going to say, there is a section where you might be able to, to, to fly a ship into, um, but nothing on the size of the Europa. Shuttles, you could probably, there's several places that shuttles could land, but they don't necessarily look like they're, um, they, so the rings, the, the inner ring and the outer ring and then the central ring, so it's a three ring, three concentric rings, and uh, in one case, the inner ring is actually two parts. So if you were looking down at this from the top, it would be um, a torque on the outside with the brake and the one edge, 
just like a torque would be, like a neck torque. On the interior, it's actually two separate pieces that are floating, that are that are uh, spinning around, um, and then there's that central ring that appears to be um, actually harvesting the energy from the uh, from the black hole. Um, there are entrances on the ends of the of the each of the ring components, um, as if someone was a, would be able to transport between each ring, but they don't appear to be lar- like particularly large. Uh, entrances maybe Are, big enough for a shuttle but probably not even a runabout so the structure is hollow the structure is hollow as if there was something uh there are distinctive floors and atmosphere inside of there but there are no life signs oh kind of atmosphere uh it is about 30 percent nitrogen uh and about 28 percent 28 to 30 percent oxygen so it is Almost Earth-like. And I think this has been covered, but it's counteracting the pull of the grip of the black hole. It is appearing to not in any way be affected by the pull of black hole. It, it appears to not be being pulled into the black hole. So it is either at a far enough distance or it, it is in some way um, using energy to repel itself from the black hole. But it would is we, not being pulled in. Would we be able to tell which of those it is? Um... Yes, although I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, we we need to establish what the what the outside event horizon of the gravitational pull is because yeah. obviously there's an asteroid yes. belt, there's a planet there, and if we're going to fly a ship to these rings, right. it'd be nice not to get sucked into the black hole while we're on the way. Um, it is safe to assume that the uh, the event hor- the the gravitational effect of the black hole is closer than than the station. The station is not being pulled okay. in. Gotcha. Uh, and it doesn't appear to have any active engines or anything, yet, so you should be safe to go to the black to, to the station. I would not go to the black hole. This one would probably kill you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Captain, how do you feel about a shuttle trip? I don't see a reason to waste a shuttle. I'll be honest. Let's bring the ship in. Okay. Does the the architecture of the structure resemble any known architecture we have? Hmm. Cass kind of asked that if it, if it matched anything she knew historically. Yeah, a bit. Um, oh, I was thinking you were referring to like the 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 setup as a whole, like the right. the pulling in of the energy from the black hole and all that. Um, nothing that either of you have ever studied. Okay. Can we cross-reference the metal that it's made of with the metal that we found around the other black hole? To determine if that they were, if they seem to be the same make, nifty. Uh, there is definitely some similarity. Um, it is a similar uh, composition. Yes. Well, that is an interesting development. There was a structure yeah. around the last black hole. There was no structure. There was like atomized metals, uh, atomized alloys. Okay. We determined that something had been there at one point. I thought we determined that something was a planet. Uh, there were no. also metallic alloys. There were, well, which we hadn't discovered. Metal in, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was it was specifically a type of. You guys had specifically discovered that there was an a uh, uh, some synthetic. Yeah. Yes, a synthetic yeah. alloy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But that, but you had not gone any farther with that because there was nothing else to reference it to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So yes, this is this is similar in make. Well, to it, what. It'd be interesting to go over there and take a look at uh, their computers, see if we can get 
some information on this on these uh, black hole builders. Can't wait, sir. We should also scan to see if this installation has any sort of security features. Yes, sir. We'll do the scannings. I would also like a scan of the asteroid belt. It'd be a good place for extra orbital Ambush. defenses or ambushes. Um, all right, for the security role, um, the, the station security role, give me a control and... I'm going to go with control <laughs> and security role. Okay. So that is a 14 for me. Okay. And then Kaz, if you want to make a roll to scan the outer, the, the asteroid belt, yeah. um, I'm going to say that will be control and science. Uh, your difficulty, though, is going to be three because it's a high, there's a high, high level of metallics in those asteroids. Um, so uh, that's two for you, Ev? Three. Three. All right. Difficulty was only one for that one, so you get two momentum. Uh, can I spend one for that? Yeah. Uh, sure. Right. Um, you do not detect any traditional. Uh, active defense systems that you can, that, nothing you can identify as an active defense system. Okay. Um, would. Oh, should the, does the ship oh. roll assist on either of those? Yes. Actually, it'll roll on both. So. A one is just two successes regardless, even if there is a focus, right? Correct. Okay. So for Ev's roll. And and you said no active defenses would. There be, are no would, active defenses. Yes, nothing that the ship scan, is able to detect. Would we be able to scan for the components that would comprise inactive defenses? Um, yes. There's nothing that you're able to detect. I mean, there are there are phaser emitters and or well, not phaser emitters. But there are definitely energy emitters and things like that in the inside the ship. But whether or not they are, um, offensive weaponry, it's difficult to say mm -hmm. because the, okay. the the technology is substantially alien. Um. Two, that's another another success for, that's another two successes for nice. Evelyn, so we'll add those on there. Would we be able to determine with that scan if it was a dormant system that had like a motion detector or life sign detector thing that would activate it? Um, there is no, no sensor system that you are detecting that, that, is identifiable in that way. So no. Okay. Um, as far as you're aware, it should be pretty safe to go over there. Okay. I mean, there's always risk, but there should be no active defenses that will like murder anyone, like phaser you to death or come out in little pods and shoot around at you because of an old <laughs> war that happened centuries ago. Um, Kaz, you got another one success. So Okay, so that's four. Okay. The difficulty was three on that one, so you get one momentum. Um, you... Uh, detect uh, uh, the only thing you detect in the asteroid system at all is that there are there is an inordinate amount of water, hmm. uh, which is not particularly unusual. Uh, but this is a slightly higher than average uh, water yeah. content in the asteroid systems. She will pass that on to everybody in the bridge. Uh, Commander, I'm not sensing any active security systems it should be relatively safe however caution is advised as always 
Of course. Uh, perhaps we should ring the doorbell. Can't as should shouldn't assume there nobody's there is nobody home. That's a good point. Open healing frequency. Okay. Let's see if we can raise somebody. Uh, when you open the handling frequency, you uh, are met with a blaringly loud signal across your, your system. Um, it is a modulate. It it's clearly modulated. It sounds almost like a um, uh, synthesizer that someone's just holding all the keys down on. Mm. Um, after a few seconds, Eva uh, and Kaz can go ahead and make a roll okay. to universally translate some of that. Kaz is a focus in universal translators. Yep. Uh, control science? Yes. Control science for you and comm science for me. And the difficulty? Difficulty is going to be three. Okay. Uh, anybody mind if I spend a die? No, go ahead. Eva is kicking butt today. <laughs> oh, nice. So two, awesome. four, five, six, I'm assuming? Yep. All right. Uh, difficulty, I said, was three, so that gives you three momentum. One, two, three. You guys are maxed out. Um, all right. After a few minutes, the the modulation or the the, yeah, the modulation changes and it becomes uh, essentially understandable words. Um, the station, the, the the message that comes out is um, "Welcome to Haran Station." That's all it says. Did I say yeah. Haran? Is that what I meant? I certainly feel welcome. Halirun, Halirun. Yes, <laughs> that that station. Sorry, <laughs> I don't have my note open for that one. So, episodes. Here we go. Where's it at? Well, I think we should prepare in a way team. Uh, senior officers, if you can meet me in the conference room, we'll figure out who's going to be on this team. Halirun Station. Sorry. Yes, sir. All right, heading into the conference room then. Mm -hmm. I have one of those. Kaz is definitely the first one in. <laughs> <laughs> Just sprints to the room. Yep. All right, there's your briefing room. Mills will try to catch Ambrose's eye as he heads off with a, and like, we'll, we'll try to convey with her professional, I'm on duty face, Please send me. I would like to go. Being an empath, I'm sure I pick up on that. Right. <laughs> All right. You guys are in the conference room. I, I, I mean, I think we can call the doctor up here too, just to okay. get her opinion about anything. Sure, senior staff. I would say. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Okay. So, uh, yeah, um, we should figure out uh, an away team. Um. Hazel, Hazel say, I'm getting a bit of a hankering to go down there and have a look myself, but uh, the nature of that station has gotten my curiosity. Well, I need to quote regulation to you, Captain. Going. What was that, Ambrose? Do I need to quote regulation to you, Captain? Uh, there seems to be no imminent threat. At least let me be the determination of that and then I will be the first to welcome you on board, whatever we find there. All right. I'll stay back for the uh, follow-up team to go take a look at the gizmos. 
why don't you go ahead and lead the uh, initial team? Um, who, who would you want to bring with you? We'll need a good pilot. Well, I was thinking we would just beam you over. We could do that. that. I'd have a good pilot on standby at the very least. Easily done. We'll make sure that that's, that, that is uh, ready. There, uh, there's a lot of energy being bounced around those rings. Mm -hmm. And past Starfleet experience shows that sometimes you beam over and you don't beam back. We'd have the, we'd have similar issues with the shuttle. Um, but uh, I think it's, I, I, there doesn't seem to be any, any impediment to transporting. So let's, let's assume a team of four and go from there. Well, we definitely want our resident science officer. Tess's antennae finally stopped twitching and come to rest. <laughs> you, Who else you got? Do you think this would warrant a an extra security officer? If so, maybe Mills might be a good choice. I would think that's a, a good idea. And... Maybe somebody from engineering. Somebody from engineering. Technology. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Uh, if we're if we're going to be relying on transporters, I'd like to keep Tong where he's at. But Cherka has shown uh, quite a knack for both engineering and science. You may have some insights. Captain looks reluctant, and she says she's barely an engineer, and she's barely over a rating. I'm not. I think we've been putting a lot of. Uh, pressure on her shoulders lately. Are you sure she's up to it? I think she'll either be up to it or she'll crack and it's a safe enough place to determine that. I've got to agree with the commander on both of those. Um, we didn't know sure if she's go. we need to know if she's gonna be up to this. If not, we can leave her back in Arindra. So we're not that far. I'd agree. But I think she'll she never be promise. up to it if we don't put her to the test. She's, she's got some cobwebs up in her head, but I think we can shake those out. All right, well, it's, uh, it, I suppose it'll be your job to deal with it if uh, things do go sour. I would recommend uh, medical personnel on your standby shuttle in case things go sideways. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, we'll, have a, we'll have a backup team ready to go. Um, let's uh, lay out the plan. Uh, and then we'll beam you over. So uh, I, I would like to create advantage by creating a thorough plan to uh, search the station. Well, I think our sure. first priority is getting to their computer core, figuring out what the function of this place is. I can do that, sir. Or at least give it a real good try. I'd like to spend a momentum on that too. Sure. Uh, three successes. Uh, I think you only got to have one, right? Uh, yeah. So you max out your momentum and you have one to spend on whatever. It's just floating there for a second, which doesn't think applies to nothing. But yes, you were able to create advantage. Okay. And, uh, uh, and if anybody ever succeeds because of that, uh, 
advantage, uh, you get bonus momentum. Oh. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So, uh, do we know where their computer core is? Uh, you can find what appears to be, uh, with the scans, yes, you were able to find what appears to be a, um, a central processing facility, okay. computer processing, uh, not, not like people processing. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go in there, take a look around and, uh, take whatever data we can from their computer systems. I'd love to know more about this civilization that seemingly built their homes on black holes. Can't wait to find out, Captain. And where they've gone since. They might. Or what made them disappear in the first place. All right. Uh, was there anything else we wanted out of this scene? I think it sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, so we so we have Ambrose, we have Cass, we have Mills, and uh, Yesbeth. Elizabeth. Yes. Um, and you guys are going to head down to the transporter room, I assume. Yep. Okay. Uh, I I assume the one point of stress I took from uh, playing around with Mar has I've slept off, right? <laughs> yeah, stress stress goes away at the end of a scene. So. Okay. Um, Short of any like that, that's where injuries come in. If if you have injuries, they mm -hmm. last longer. But cool, cool. Um, I am trying to find something, so stand by. Um, I think this is the best one for right now, or this one. Yeah, this one. Save as. All right, um, you head down to the transporter room. Tong is there doing his thing. And uh, Tong, go ahead and give me one roll to transport these people over. Difficulty is just one. So. Okay. Uh, let me pull up Tong here. What is, what is this roll? Uh, control and engineering. Control engineering. Okay, 11 plus uh, five. All right, 16. Yep. And he has a focus in transporters. Yep, and difficulty is only one. So all right. Uh, yeah, that's four successes. <laughs> okay. You beam them over without atomizing anyone. Uh, always a plus. When you guys arrive, uh, could um since I got three three on top of that, could I have him maintain transporter lock? Sure. Okay. Oh, great thought. When you arrive, this is what you see. And we will end right there. Oh. Okay. Okay. I assume you were beaming them as close to the, the computer core area as you could. Sure. Yeah. Dramatically appropriate distance away. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I have to find more of the interior images. Uh, I did not do that today, so I will do that for next time. Okay. Uh, that sounds a good place to end to me. So let's go ahead and do our wrap up. Awesome. Um, I just double checked. Creating advantage is actually difficulty too. So I'm sorry about that. Okay. Well, either way, you still had the leftover 
and you you uh, had more than enough to do it. So. Yeah, I I, I would add. Yeah. As uh, as everybody's you know atomizing out, Tong shouts out, "Bring me back a souvenir!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, what moment stands out most to you this evening? There are so many. Yeah, this this was a not not a lot of like uh, sto- like main story, but a lot of great character beats. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I I really liked all of the conversations with Eva and how it's, how it really bounced around, you know, whether she's an object or whether she's sentient or whether she's property or whether she's okay. uh, self-determined or a symbiote or a symbiote, <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how different people view, you know, her, her obligations to the crew. Yeah. I, I'm waiting for, for a rather interesting scene between Ambrose and, and Eva, but I don't think it's time yet. But it will be interesting when it occurs. Oh, well, yeah. it definitely it definitely got pushed back a little because of chaos. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm back here like, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You know, honestly, I thought the sick bay fight scene were really nice. Them. It's so cinematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that is probably my favorite of the night. Though that it really is difficult to choose, there was a lot of really good ones. And I, I will say, through through my own lack of familiarity with uh, with the combat in this system, Ambrose did actually go pretty easy on Mar because I could have re-rolled a dice. I had I had different talents and things where I could have maintained momentum and and given uh, advantage. Er, advantages or what or whatnot uh so i'll have to remember that for when we finally get into actual combat (laughs) (laughs) yeah mar appreciates it it does bring a sort of an ethical discussion that i think um i want dasavi and ambrose to have at some point about the use of telepathy in the drills because if we were in a real situation she would she wouldn't really, she wouldn't enjoy it. But if if it were life and death, she would use her telepathy to try and get out of a dangerous situation. That's really intriguing. Interesting. So, yeah, okay. I'm I'm I I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna add that to the character moments. Yeah, list. we should have that talk. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna write these down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else have a moment, or we move to the next one? I, I think what we did with uh, with Tongo this time was a lot more useful than yeah. it was previously. Yeah. We, yeah. we started off with a good recap, and that flowed into other things. That was yeah. a great idea. That was yeah. really a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it makes her breaking the ice a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. So, uh, Who best embodied their character in this session? Hmm. I thought there was a lot of good, so there, it's hard yeah, to say. But there's a lot yeah. of good. I thought um, Mar, Mar was really good. Yeah, I actually yeah. really liked mm-hmm. Mar, yeah. and we hadn't seen Mar for a while. It's so. been a while. Yeah, yeah, I like bringing them back out. Um, yeah, I, I I especially liked the sort of playfulness that we got to see with Mar in the in the combat drill. Like, oh, this is what we're doing. All right, cool. All right, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to go? Okay. <laughs> uh, anybody else? I, I, did like, I did like the further establishing of uh, Malini with, with Tuket. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was okay. a terrific scene. Mm. 
I agree. I really liked seeing the um, some of the inner workings there and just seeing some of that sense of abandonment that she has. I also like that it's the first time we really get to see Teketh at all. Like oh, we yeah. haven't we haven't had Teketh other than in passing. Yeah, we had like one so little far. blip. Yeah. I thought his advice was great. It's gonna make it's it's gonna make developments down the line all the more interesting. If yeah. It's like friends, you know. <laughs> uh, what moment best exemplified someone else's character to you tonight? I really liked. Uh, um, I like the Kaz discussion with Eva, but I also like the captain's discussion with Eva. I, I like the captain's really discussion good. with Eva. Yes. I think those are both, did a good job of showing who their characters were. So, maybe else got one? I like thinking about how his status as a trill affects it, because he's not human. So he has right. a slightly different perspective on these kinds of things. So, anyway. it's, also, it's also nice to reveal some of the character's story, like some of the, you know, we now know he's got three kids, and, and mm, I think that's good to, good to have established. So, anybody else got one for that? I liked the decision to do the first surprise drill like right away. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a that that kind of showed Ambrose's like tactical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, side. I was, I like, was ready to jump in on that immediately, but I didn't want to steal the scene. So I I really appreciate <laughs> that you that everyone was on the same page. Yeah. yeah, it gave a good climax to that little mini arc we had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what motivated your character in the session and have those motivations changed at all? I'm, I'm sorry. I just had one more for the, the Oh, sure. Go ahead. Um, I really liked the counselor. I noticed him counseling Kova. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, what was the uh, question again? Sorry. So, so what motivated your character in the session and did those motivations change at all? Ooh. I think Dasavi was kind of reminded that while this isn't a hospital ship and we're not in a war zone, that um, she's definitely really never had to have her her combat skills tested. So what few she has are pretty rusty and she needs to not only brush up for herself and the safety of the med crew, but also be that example. I think Mar had something really similar. Mar tends to think of themselves as sort of in, you know, in case of fire break glass. And they, so they were staying at, at their natural response would be to stay out of that conversation. But then they realized, oh, I kind of have a training responsibility to these people because I've been through so much combat. Mm-hmm. And I've, you know, I, I'm a doctor and a war veteran and I can't just sit here and be a tool. I've got a, I've got a responsibility to help this team, which was a brand new thought for them. Nice. Um, I think Daphne is going to try to get better at combat, not because she thinks she hasn't come around completely to the to the we need to be running drills every every other day to uh, stay in shape, but she knows this is going to happen whether she wants it or not. So she <laughs> might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mar would volunteer to train with her in, in a less intense environment and security or just mess with her. <laughs> One I'm going to add that to the list of things I'd like to see. Mar. I would too, yeah. Um, I think O'Connor is 
getting an appreciation for the philosophical discussions about sentience and AI. Um, I think she also, with the discussion with fear with Eva, um, I think she bonded with Eva a little bit in that conversation. That's really cool. Cool. Um, what did you or your character learn today, if anything? I think I hit the Mars big learning moment. Yeah, I think so. I, th I think Ambrose learned that he and Devasi are in a much closer viewpoint than I think he originally suspected. Uh, and there, there's probably a little bit more uh, respect and appreciation there uh, that she understood that her crew, that her, that her med staff were being pushed beyond what was really safe for them uh, and, and asked for a compromise and, and was able to find one uh, and took an immediate blow from that compromise and still went with it. <laughs> and she right. wasn't like, I didn't expect this. This is completely unfair, yada, yada, yada. She was like, well, I see your point. <laughs> Um, I think Tekith learned, and I think we're, we're going to change, I think it's going to change what um, we had talked about, Brian. Mm. Um, Tekith learned that that Silva is here, but not fully on board. All right, yeah. I think uh, what Silva learned is she really needs, like, com camaraderie to, like, mm. be happy. And she doesn't have that yet, but that's what she learned about herself that she needs it nice um all right i think we'll skip good idea bad idea this week uh what what did you see from another player that you want to see more of in the future if anything because it also be good to talk about things we want to see seeds we want to see in the future right um, I would love to see, I kind of want Yesbeth to, I don't know, I don't know where I want to go with that. I'm thinking about it because like, I like the idea that the captain doesn't have any faith in her and I want to kind of keep that going. And I like that other people are saying that they do have faith in her. And I don't know. I kind of want to play in that space a little, and I'm not exactly sure how. You know, yet yet another opposite viewpoint that the captain and the first officer has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anybody? Anything else? Could you, my brain just rebooted. Could you say the question again? <laughs> what did you see from another player that you want to see more of in the okay. future? It's like, yeah. You can use that. We use the question a lot to to like uh positive reinforcement stuff i would like to see more people interacting with tech i think that's got a lot of potential yeah i agree yeah. okay uh, and and especially now that uh now that you john uh sort of threw your mindset into where you were with mar i definitely want to see more of that seeing more of mars uh mars past come out as a sort of uh mentor big brother fun uncle 
kind of situation where Ambrose yeah. is the other side of that, where he's That's... the, I mean, we gotta, I gotta drill this into you. You guys gotta be ready. And Mars a bit easygoing, but just mm -hmm. as effective. I really like that. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I think really the only thing that I have for this question is um, the the thing that I just keep coming back to with this group is the um, the proactivity. I, I we mm. we keep doing we you know the the idea to use Tongo as as the um, as the recap and the character development and the conversation between sessions about here are the things that we'd like to see. So I would yeah. like to see more of that. And we ran like an hour and a half with no prompts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That makes it nice for me because I was not, I was not having a day today. <laughs> no worries. Um, uh, go ahead. This one's kind of uh, high level, but uh, we seem to have a lot of people who are like really scarred by the Dominion War. Mm -hmm. I, I would kind of like to see like a, a support group for people. Ooh. Like that. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting e idea. Eventually, I do really want to have a scene between Ambrose and the counselor because that's going to yeah. be gold. Yeah. Eventually. Maybe yeah. not the first time, but yeah. eventually it's going to be good <laughs> yeah. stuff. And, I, and that I could not... flow into exactly what you're saying a sort of yeah. uh, Dominion War. POW or or, uh, or or just PTSD support group kind of thing. That could be really used underdeveloped as a, in my mind, so I would love to find something. That could be used as a vehicle to encourage Ambrose to engage in therapy, actually. Mm -hmm. um, like sensing that hesitation, the suggestion that like, you've had a lot of experience, you've seen some shit, maybe others on the ship would benefit from your wisdom and experience, and then we'll just, you know, not talk about the fact that you are also getting therapized in this, buddy. <laughs> I like I it. I like it. Uh, all right. If you could change one thing about this session, what would it be? Mm, I need to prep Tekith better. It you took me, me a long form. time. To I did. I, I sent it in the in the thing finally, like okay. as we were having the conversation. I gotcha. Okay. Sorry. What were you saying, uh, John? Uh, it took me a long time to find Kaz's voice tonight. Yeah. Okay. I can see that a little bit. Yeah. I also was having a hard time finding Eva tonight. I, I felt a couple times I actually hit it, but um, yeah. Anybody else? I don't know. My only thing is that I wish it was longer, but <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed, like, I thought it was great from start to finish. So yeah, yeah. We do yeah, make the, two hours fly by. The yeah. the hard stop at nine is coming a little bit. Is, is, uh, uh, the, the stop at nine is going to get a little harder as we go because uh, I Legit. will have to be getting up at... I will have to be getting up at four in the morning. So <laughs> four in the morning shouldn't exist. Yeah, I agree. Um, anybody else have anything they would like to change about that session? All right. Sounds good to me. I always like it when nobody has anything to say. <laughs> um, all right. That's it for me. Um, we have our next session scheduled. Um, we'll schedule the next one after that once we're off air. So, all right. Uh, that's it for me and everybody else. And, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, feel free to give us some feedback, drop anything in the comments you want. Uh, this will also be put up on YouTube shortly. And if the stream didn't come out, well, check it out on YouTube because I also recorded it. So if the stream came out bad, there will be a recording on YouTube. So now that we're done, I have full green bar on 
on the the streaming. So, of course, yeah. You know that's that's how it works. So. Uh, that's your computer telling you to keep going, right? right yeah, yeah. Just start all that's, over. We'll run it again. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. That's my computer <laughs> telling me everyone else in the house has stopped streaming. <laughs> well, Dan right. says the stream looked good. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, um, all right, that's it for me, and uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, we are we are theoretically on for next week, but it may be off. So keep an eye out for any notices. Um, check it out on news. Twitter. I'll throw it up on Twitter uh, for anybody who's watching that wants to know. Uh, you can follow it at Studio Tembo on Twitter. So, all right, that's it for me. Let's do the roll. Mm-hmm.